this is Fred Pissarro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Berdan. Today's guest is Ethan McCarthy, the towering frontman and guitarist for monolithic Doom Destroyer's Primitive Man. Formed in 2012, this Colorado-based trio has been bruising audiences since the 2013 release of The Massive Scorn, touring the world over in support of the effort. Two additional LPs, two EPs, and several splits followed, making Primitive Man one of the most in-demand doom bands as of late, and increasing the visibility of McCarthy's stark and brutal design work. <laughs> okay, there, there we go. We're recording. I actually have been saying no to every interview and every podcast for like the last few months, but I like you guys. So I said, all right, well, I'll do that. Oh, man. Uh, that's, that, that's really that's awesome. We appreciate that, dude. Man, you made a terrible mistake. <laughs> you know, man, I fucking doubt it because the, the <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be just fine. <laughs> Trust me, oh. some of the interviews I did. So we put out a record last August, Primitive Man did, and some of the interviews that I had to do are just fucking just degrading to everyone involved. So I'm sure this one's not going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, 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 know, I know the feeling. We uh, like we put out a record. Yeah, you did like, the same. You had a record around the same time as us, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like a month or so later. And it was the same thing. I, like, like, I guess you, like, you're the guy that everybody goes to for the interviews for Primitive Man. I'm the guy that everybody goes to for my stupid band. And, you know, it's bad during a regular news cycle, but news cycle during a pandemic and political strife uh, oh, is just something else, man. They're but, just fucking, it, just fucking with me. They're like dragging me through the mud for like an hour at a time. And I'm doing like a bunch of days. So I'm doing like six hours of just talking about the most demoralizing shit imaginable. <laughs> and yeah. I just was just like, at the end of all that, that press cycle, I was like, I am never doing another motherfucking interview ever again. <laughs> I, I can, I can imagine like the level of fucking hand wringing that people were coming to you with as like a black guy in a metal band during like like in an era of protest. Oh, man. Like, all they wanted to do was play. All they wanted to do was play. Ask a black dude. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, man, this is fucking. I hate this. <laughs> my God, Jesus, oh, yeah, my that's God. My God, I I bet you started. Did you start the cycle right when all the George Floyd shit was like hitting him? Um, so yeah, I, I think that we started in June and it went all the way through sometime in August or September, Oh Christ! <laughs> oh, but, but just before it came out, it was like, you know, fuck like four or five interviews a day. And, uh, it was just that like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And, uh, oh man, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Dude. It, 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 
Yeah, they like, don't even but like a lot of these dudes are like, I'm not even gonna bother to really look into the motherfucking band. I'm just gonna I know a little bit about this guy. I'm gonna ask him really upsetting <laughs> shit. <It's> like, <laughs> some of these were you know. Oh my god, you're like the whole like metal press and metal Twitter's black friend. Oh man. <laughs> That's how I felt. That's how I felt. I was like, man, I'm fucking light skinned. You need to go ask Aaron Hurd or something. Leave me the show, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, it's 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 funny. You hear people in corners of like the metal world or the extreme music world or fucking you know like whatever like noise world, uh, techno world. Like you're you're you've got toes in all all of these fucking communities, and I'm constantly fucking hearing people kind of like side talking, like yo, it's so hard being a white dude and getting pressed now or getting like your record covered as a white dude. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You had a rough summer and now you think it's bad yeah. for you. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Everybody's already forgotten about it. Yo, yo, guess what? None of, <laughs> none, of, none of us had a rough summer. We all got fucking PUA. We all got fucking stimulus checks. We all... <laughs> Fucking black square on their fucking oh, Instagram and yeah, like <laughs> saying kumbaya and made life harder for you. Oh, so it's dark as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely my least favorite summer of all time. Oh <laughs> man, I can old I can only imagine. It's just like yo, know, like it's like I'm just trying to watch Fargo over here. Oh man, I. <laughs> I had to do something. I dipped in. I started watching Seinfeld from the beginning. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start doing that. Sopranos, all this other happy horse shit I've already seen to give me comfort. Yeah, I totally did that. Dude, I did one step beyond that. I went I went to the Wonder Years. I went all the way. (laughs) Does it stand the test of time as a grown man? Oh, man, it definitely stands the test of time. It's, It's great, dude. It's so good. And you know what? I realized there's so much great subtext there that I missed as a kid. You know, I wasn't really paying attention to that stuff because I grew up in a multiracial family too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I just wasn't really paying attention and looking for stuff like that. And man, it's, it's, it's a lot smarter than people give it um, credit for. Okay. You know? I feel I like know. that about Star Trek the next generation. I mean, that's the shit too. I love that shit too. You know? Right, yeah, because that's just like something I, I watched as a kid, you know, that I kind of went back and watched as an adult during all this. And I was like, man, I need to give that sick. another shot, man. I, I watched it when it came out, but like, you know, I was like fucking like six, you know, like it only like you, you only yeah. understand so much. Um, and now now yeah. I'm just like too lazy for smart people TV and like start <laughs> Star Trek's like smart people TV. I mean, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> weed. Yeah, you can just, just sit there and just fucking. It's all right. It's not that hard. It's it's yeah. definitely easier to watch than the fucking Sopranos. Yeah, or The oh, Wire man. or any of this the, shit. the Expanse took me a little bit too. You know, that's a pretty heavy show as well. But that's a great show. Another another like, wait, what faction is that dude from? And who does you know? Like one of those things, one of those Game of Thrones guys kind of things. You know? Oh yeah. I, I'm at this point where like, you know, I, I've for years I've had this fucking like on the docket prestige TV shit that like I like here's all this stuff that I wanted to watch, but like 
that I can't really like throw at people that is like at as like you know I'm super cool. Like I want to be this film <laughs> guy, right? So I want to like tell you guys yeah. all like about like these fucking like you know esoteric horror movies that like only me and like five other people have heard of because like I want to like I want to like sound cool even though like it's all <laughs> bad. Um, so like I kept on saying that. I watched this prestige TV when I got the chance and it's like, well now just within the past two months, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to like start watching these shows and mm -hmm. yo, I'm going to run out of these shows by the end of this thing. And then I really don't know like what I'm going to do with my life. Um, I got super fucking burned out on TV a little while ago. And so I've just not been, not been doing it. Mm. I, uh, I, I wish that I knew about all these movies you're talking about. So maybe you should tell us about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you, a, I'll send you a little list. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Yeah. So what have you, what have you been doing now that fucking, uh, that now the TV has lost its charm and, uh, and you know, the world's like kind of effectively ended and weeds legal in Colorado. What have you been doing with yourself? Well, I mean, I have been high the whole time. And I have been just making a lot of art and working on music and just kind of trying to stay busy doing the things that I loved doing before the pandemic, aside from touring and traveling, you know, so just kind of really trying to keep the fucking flame alive because it is extremely easy to just be like, all right, well, we're at the end here. So I guess I'm just going to not do a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. So really struggling and trying not to do that, not trying not to give into that urge to just, just, uh, just essentially just kind of be a fucking pothead. So yeah. Only, yeah. <laughs> only, only. So I, I, you know, so that's that's kind of, kind of what I've you know what I've been doing, man. Just, just trying to stick with it, trying to trying to keep in touch with people. And have you been writing and collaborating, or just like? Doing like your own like many you know many blessings and we stop like are you doing like you know permanent moon stuff or permanent man stuff or, you know what I'm saying yeah so uh, a lot of many blessings stuff uh, a lot of primitive man stuff a lot of vermin womb stuff um, primitive man is also going to be doing a collab record with somebody so we've been working on that too Sick. you know I have like a bunch of noise splits and stuff kind of mm -hmm. on the back burner. Mm -hmm. um, Vermin Womb's just working on a full length because we haven't put anything out in four years. So mm -hmm. it's just, you know, staying busy with that stuff, man. That's, that's all I can really do. I, uh, I was a substitute teacher for the school district here for a while, but then I got laid off from not working enough because I was touring so much. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't really, I don't really want to go back to that. So I've just been trying to do art for bands, do art for myself really trying to refine that because before this as a booking agent and all this. And so I just didn't have a lot of time to really focus on my art. I kind of stopped doing it for anyone besides primitive man. And then this all hit. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, you're, I mean, your art is so distinctive, dude. And it's, 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 it's pretty incredible. I mean, like who are the, who are the guys that you kind of looked up to? I'd imagine someone like plus had is like pretty, pretty crucial for you but like who, who are some yeah. other guys yeah i liked uh, i liked Fussed. um you know i liked Douglas emory i like or emory douglas i liked uh let's see who else i know this is weird but i always liked rob zombie's art a lot oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely which is like my favorite part of what he does is his his uh drawings yeah. um 
spot. That's all I can tell you for now. But there's a lot, a lot, you know, not a lot of, of digital people. All the people that I look to, to and, and admire their aesthetic are hand drawn, you know. And so that's the thing that's hard about. It. I mean, I like like you know, gizm art. Obviously, it's kind of what got me started with the collage thing, and um, you know, a lot of heavy metal art. Um, I just. I don't have the gift to hand draw most of this stuff. So I kind of have to work in between the two mediums, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what got you like, like, like how did you start go about like getting into digital art? And like, it's, it seems like such, I mean, it's commonplace now, but you've been doing it for a while and it seems like a kind of like unique place uh, for a bit. Like, did you ever do uh hand-drawn stuff or was it always like kind of like straight to digital well so i've always had this desire to do to make visual art when i was a kid it's what i started doing before music and i was drawing like demons and all this really really evil shit you know super young when my mom had a fucking panic attack and was like no more drawing demons and i was like well no more fucking drawing them and so i I stopped doing it and, and got into music and then years passed and then one year i had a a a knee injury that really put me out for a long time. And uh, I was just like in the basement of, I, I used to live in the basement of this fucking punk venue and couldn't really walk for shit without a crutch. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to learn how to do this now. And so I just kind of sat there and uh, started making stuff. And like one of the first things I made was the first primitive man album cover because uh, we had no money and we're a starting band. And so I, did that and that went off pretty good and i was like oh well maybe i should keep doing this and so yeah here i am i mean your shit's in high demand uh i you know i well you you made a a a hoodie for for my stupid band and i thank you uh eternally for that it's beautiful but like you know i see your shit like fucking everywhere these days and you know it's like it's so distinctive in like it's like coldness you know um it's, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's very like it's very brutal, um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I I find it very to be very compelling. I appreciate, I appreciate you saying so, and I appreciate you telling me that you're seeing it everywhere because sometimes I'm just like, does anyone care about this shit? <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's easy. To, I, I, I think it's easy to close that out, though. Like you know, like not be aware of your own your own kind of like visibility and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I think I definitely concur with, with, um, you know, I feel like for a while there I was seeing like, uh, I forgot. I, oh yeah. I was seeing your art a lot. Um, and I felt like before that it was like, um, what's that guy's name from Philly? Matt Pelosi. Is that guy? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was seeing a lot of his art. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a there's there's a few different there's a few different people that I feel like a lot of people are going to. Yeah, yeah. and I love doing stuff for bands, and especially bands I like. Super pumped on that uniform one, you know. So, man, people hit me up. I'm I'm ready to work. Yeah, do it. Yeah, big time. You're easy to work with too, man. Like you're one of those like you know a lot of the times I I talk. There are a couple artists that I work with who are fucking like you know wonderful and super communicative and you know it's easy going and then you know there there's other ones where 
you know, it can be like kind of like a little rough to get an idea across. Uh, and, you know, I like you just like from moment one, you nailed it and you're like, it, it, it was so matter of fact, um, you know, uh, so yeah, everybody out there, uh, Ethan is, uh, is your fucking dude. Thank you. Yeah, no, please hit me up. I, uh, can be found under hell simulation. If you go to hellsimulation.com, you can figure out how to get a hold of me there. That's probably the easiest way to tell people. Let me ask this about you being, uh, you know, like an artist in that vein. Do you think that, you know, because you kind of started on this later, maybe you have more patience and you have more, um, ability to communicate and, and get across needs and stuff like that, like for a potential client, because you started this later than everyone else. Um, yeah. I, th- I think that that actually helps. I, I used to beat myself up over being kind of late to it. I've been doing it for 12 years now, mm-hmm. but you know, I always, I know that there are people who have been doing arts like for as long as I've been doing music, yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. And so I know so, so, but now I see it as an advantage because I know what it's like to be on the other side of asking an artist for stuff for sure. And that weight and not sure what's going on. And yeah. you feel bad about asking them to change things. And like all of the shit that you go through on the other side is just like a band person. So I think yeah. that, uh, I try to keep those things in mind when I work with people and I try to understand sometimes bands will have weird reactions. So I'm like, Oh, well, they probably think this, or they may, might be thinking this or whatever, or whatever. So I just try to make people feel comfortable when they're working with me. So it's uh, cause it's better for me also, you know? Yeah, totally. So it sounds like you're not like particularly pre- precious with, with something that you've done because it's, you know, you're malleable to, to, to what somebody might be. I mean, I definitely, we'll get a little bummed out when a band micromanages me to a point to where the shit is not at all like what I would have made. Yeah. But I also understand the perspective of that. You're trying to convey a certain message with your art Mm -hmm. and really my art in that case is secondary. Yeah. And so, you know, I make plenty of shit that I am proud of that I put out there. To where I'm okay with being flexible for bands, you know? Totally. And I want them to be happy, you know? Like, I want them, I want them to, like, I don't want them to be like, man, that fucking Ethan dude sucks. You know, like, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want it to be like that. I want them to be like, it, like, like you're saying, easy to work with, and it was a good time, and, yeah. and whatever. And, and I'll always, I'm always really clear about, I think this looks bad, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Because sometimes people will be like, well, why? And then I'll explain them like, you know what? You're right. And then we can, we can kind of make it a compromise for both. You know? totally. So I think communicating and, and all that helps, but I don't know. I, I want people to succeed. And if, the, if me doing art for them and making some changes they want is going to help that happen, then that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I feel like, as a band dude and like i you know i worked in like the, in the tattoo industry for a long time and i i came i've come to realize that like if i go to somebody for art that i'm doing it because i like i i like their vision and i like what they i like what they make and i trust them so you know uh, for me if i'm going to go to an artist i want to trust them 100% across the board and very much kind of like yeah you know do what you want well i love that when people do that yeah. see but i recently had someone do that to me and they'd be like hey we hate this 
Oh, and I was like, word. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes that's the that's the, that's the downfall. Oh, damn. <laughs> but you know, it was it was chill. We were working it out. I, but I love when people are like, just run with it. But man, people gotta know when you say that, then better me. Oh man. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that people know what they're getting when they get you on the phone. I mean, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. So it's not like shit. It's not like I don't get that. I think it's interesting. I have not strayed much from the kind of stuff I make ever. Like I might add some color, but it's generally pretty stark. <laughs> so sometimes people are like, oh, well, oh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like, I, like, I'll make anything. Like if someone's like, I don't well, know. I just like, kind of like put a Texas Chainsaw Massacre poster up and call it Yeah, all right, let's do it. I love that, you know. But, <laughs> but my style is going to be in there. So... <laughs> But you know, but most of the time I get people that are cool, like metal bands and shit that know. But every once in a while, I'll just get a person, you know, that just does something else. They're like, want something for their house. It's not one of those things that I would think of as like, okay, cool. Like I'm moving into an apartment. Let me like holler at a musician and band artist to make a painting for my like sick ass fucking bachelor pad. Like it's just, I don't know. I just like kind of like put a Texas Chainsaw Massacre poster up and call it a day. I mean, so I have a bunch of original art now. Um, I have stuff from Caroline Harrison, uh, Brian Diagosta, uh, like a bunch of artists. I really like Mute Neighbor, which is another collage guy you should check oh, out. It's fucking awesome. I love him. I love that dude. Yeah. And uh, Tim Leahy, I have one of his. Prince, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I like to have original art from people for sure. Um, I'm, I'm about that. I like that. And I, and I appreciate that kind of shit. So I get stoked when people ask me to do it. You know, I, I uh, but the weirdest thing that happened is that I had a woman who is the mother of a heavy metal writer. And I'm not going to say who, but she hit me up. And she was like, listen, I do Reiki and like all this healing stuff. Let me tell you about my background. I want you to make some things. And I was like, okay. And so that that was really hard because, you know, I'm over here making like stuff that is not steeped in negativity at all. And so I had to really uh, stretch out to do that. And it came together. All right. You know what I mean? Like when that was over, it wasn't anything that I really showed anybody, but it came out like she loved it. And that's all that kind of, you know, mattered to me. You know what I mean? So I, I, I appreciate when people hit me up and it's cool to branch out and do different things, but still know who you're so you like that. You like that kind of, uh, you like that kind of kick in the ass a little bit to like try something crazy. Yeah. Because it challenges me to, to improve because that's the thing is I always want to improve. For sure. For sure. I, I, and, and, I, and I've been incorporating more uh, drawing in my stuff and, and it's really way more involved than it ever used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's only because of things I have to do that take me out of my comfort zone, you know, that I, that I've been improved. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping that in like five years, I'm better than ever. You know, I don't want to stop getting better. Yeah. 
So this is a good way to do it. Just doing stuff you wouldn't have thought to try. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, I was just, you know, in preparation for this interview, I, I don't, I, I just wanted to drop this on you because I thought this was wild. Um, preparation for this interview, I did some research and um, I realized the first time I talked to you was South by Southwest 2010. Was I in cleaning the streets of a forest fire? Yeah, you were. Oh, you were. man. <laughs> you were. You were. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. I think I saw you um, indoors at Mohawk. Oh, yeah. And you were, yeah, you were. You came. I think you guys came there two years in a row. One year you were singing, just singing. And then the next year you were singing and playing guitar. Yeah. I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the first year, year we were there, we were on a prosthetic record showcase. And the second yeah. year yeah. we were there, we were there because someone was nice and let us play. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it might yeah. have been you. We it was that show with, uh, with, with Atlas Moth and shit. I remember. Oh yeah, now. I definitely did a show. I, I yes. did a yeah, and all those oh, people were smoking God. crack. Did someone, someone get shot in the face across the street that night? I'm pretty sure. Oh man, that was a weird ass show. I remember that. Wait, was was that the? Uh, Where was that oh, show? Was that that wasn't the year that the Mohawk that that the, the incident happened? So the Mohawk, the Mohawk show that you're talking about first, where I was only singing. I'm speaking of mm-hmm. the next show. The other show was at this outdoor venue, like a bar, but there was bands outside and someone got killed across the street during the show. And uh, yeah, and there was like people smoking mad fucking crack cocaine outside. People like bands were like loading out and having to hurry because it was getting dangerous shit in the alley. Was that was that club 1808 i was just about to say it was some yes with some numbers that's it that is Mm -hmm. that place was notorious for uh for for, for shit like that and um you know like that stuff would like occasionally kind of like spill into the inside too um i got yeah like it was fucked up (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that same that, that same year 2000, 2010 right my my old band played and it was like our last series of shows before like fucking like major like major meltdown and uh cancellation and stuff but uh i had tried playing this this show sober right like stone cold fucking sober and it was a show at 1808 and this kid was like in the front and he kept on fucking like spitting at me and punching oh, me no, and like no. but but like but he was like shaking his head really hard and like like super into it and it got to a point where like i like stopped the band and i was like i was like yo dude or like i didn't stop the band i it was like between songs i was like yo man like don't fucking do that and he just like continued to like sit there and like shake his head aggressively he kept on fucking doing it during the next song and so i fucking I gr- like I gripped him up and I fucking punched him a bunch of times, right? Hell yeah. So <laughs> fast, fast fast forward a little bit, right? Yeah. Fast for fast forward and like it's the end of the fucking set. I'm packing up. I'm all fucking like I'm all shook, you know, because I, I I'm fucking sober and I just fucking like beat up this kid and uh, and it sucked. 
And this other kid comes up to me. He's like, Hey, uh, that, that was real cool. Um, uh, I play in this band with, uh, uh, with, with this, with this guy who like really loves your band. And, uh, we wanted to give you a tape. Um, you know, um, my, like it, it would mean a lot to my friend. If you had it, he really, he really loves you guys. And we, we drove down here together from Redding, Redding, California, just to see you. I was like, Oh, wow. yeah, sick. Um, well, where's your friend? He's like, uh, you just, uh, punched the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 Shit. Well, bully for you, motherfucker. You should have told your friend to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you when he was being stupid? I, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you. I can, I can tell you. I stayed. I stayed fucking clean and sober for about another ten minutes. <laughs> God oh. damn it! But yeah, two thousand ten South by Southwest. <laughs> A hell of a year. Uh, oh, 1808, 1808, fucked up venue. Oh, God, that place man. was fucked up. Man. What a different fucking landscape music was that long ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, for, for what it's worth, like, kind of thank God for it, you know? It might be a little less uh, less sketchy and lawless, <laughs> but exactly I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's not like the criminal shit isn't without its charm yeah. it very much is and yeah. always fucking like that but you know i like the fact that like you know generally people can go to a show today and like not really like have to worry about like a certain kind of violence, you know, getting fucking like sexually harassed like the same way or like fucking like weird NS shit, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I mean, it's like bad things still happen, but it's uh, less ignored than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. So I, I can appreciate yeah. that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't miss that bad shit. I guess I'm just glad I, I lived through yeah, that. Totally. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> I got to see it. <laughs> that I came out on the other yeah, side. So funny, man! Like, like we're all like you know, kind of like, uh, uh, like in the same age bracket. We've all been around fucking extreme music for for long enough to have kind of like seen. I think these, uh, you know, the kind of like the ebb and flows, peaks and valleys, and yeah, you know, I, I know a lot of people our age who fucking you know bristle at the fact that if they fucking act the fool or do something like shady or shitty that you know people will fucking say like hey that's not cool and then they'll talk about being fucking censored and uh i personally feel like that's like bullshit like censorship some shit that the fucking government does like fucking somebody on twitter might call you an asshole but that that's not the fucking same thing man i just don't understand like I say insane people shit all the time on the internet. And someone is always like, I mean, not always, but sometimes someone will be like, oh, say some shit. And I'm like, well, you know, I should have expected that. I'm talking insane shit. And not even, and I'm not even out here saying bigoted shit. I don't understand why people think that others aren't allowed to say you're an asshole when you say asshole shit. Like you wanted to come out and be a prick. That's what you're going to get back. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that your life is over. Yeah, it just means people have made a decision about you, and you 
It's a singular decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. fuck over it, man. You, I'm going to say some stupid shit. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We you all know, people are. are allowed to, people are allowed to tell you that they don't agree with you and that they don't like it. No matter what it is, you know, on the, on the other side, like when all this virus shit started and, and everyone was like scrambling to try to fix things. We had, I can't remember like X amount of weeks to stop it or something. And, uh, Primitive Man was really advocating for people to wear masks. We took a photo for Decibel, you know, like of me wearing a mask, just like we're like really going for that. And we had an insane amount of people pissed at us for that. For wearing a fucking mask. For wearing a mask and telling people not to go out and please help us save music so that this shit isn't over a year from now. <laughs> mm, and fucking just an insane amount of people going crazy on us um, at the time to the point where I like turned comments off of our fucking Instagram. I was like, I can't do this anymore. That's Jeez. fucking wild. Just like insane messages and comments about this. And like, even now when someone feels like insulting us with these fucking mask wearers, mask loving fucking band. And it's just like, I wasn't even saying anything crazy. So I don't know why people, you know, why they, why they don't expect this stuff, man. It, like, Fact is, I mean, there's a, a chance that there might be like some like anti-masker fucking stop the steal fucking weirdo listening to this shit right now. And um, I mean, probably, but what, yeah, what the fuck? I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that that's the th I'm, and to that, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be engaging with with these people. But like, it's like, why? Why do you bother fucking? Like, just stay in your own fucking weird ass corner. Like, what? Like, I feel like with primitive man and with like kind of like this general, uh, this part of like the extreme music community, you know what you're getting into. And if you're going to like get on some fucking like weird ass QAnon fucking like, you know, like anti mask shit, like, uh, don't fucking come around here. You know, like you're the thing I think that gets us fucked up and mixed up with people is the insane negativity. They don't expect us to stand for anything because, you know, like 90% of our stuff is just about how miserable I am. But then there's like another 10% of stuff that touches on other things that they just don't pay attention to. And it's probably more like 70, 30. So I just, I don't think we get as much anymore, but in the beginning there were some weird ass people who were into us. And then I did some interviews where I talked about race relations and shit back in like 2017. And I was getting messages from people like, I can't believe you're a fucking Antifa band, blah, 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 blah. You know? So yeah yeah the thing that's the thing that's really funny to me about all of this stuff and you know like look you're allowed to have your opinions i'm, I'm allowed to disagree with you whatever the fuck it is you know but the thing that's funny to me is all these people are like well i'm not listening to your band anymore 
you know? And then I try to think of the list of bands that these people aren't listening to anymore. Yeah. You know? some blessings, motherfucker. You have nothing but bad shit to listen to. I don't care. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Enjoy your all the remains records. Yeah, you know? please have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I see that, I'm not listening to this fucking band anymore. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All you got left is fucking like busted ass Ariel Pink or fucking iced <laughs> iced Earth. I feel like you know, like do, do, does does anyone who has like aged to the point of like having fucking pubic hair still listen to fucking iced Earth? You know what, man? I have never <laughs> fucked with that shit. That shit is fucking whack. Oh, God. And yo, for real, I don't want some fucking like Richard Spencer fucking like, like, like weird ass fucking like, like rune man listening to our shit anyway. Go, go the fuck away. I'm trying to think of any, I'm trying to think of bands that I like who have been like, fuck masks. This is all part of the shadow cabal. I'm trying to think of any band that I might like that might've said it. And I can't think of as, you know what the funny thing is, is there's a bunch of them that I like, and they're all from the same area. They're all from Manchester in in the UK. It's like (laughs) the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. Um, Ian Brown from Stone Roses. Like, <laughs> I've seen all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Morrissey. Like they're all from the same area. And I'm just like, Jesus, oh God, are you kidding me? It's so awful. But yeah, metal guys, I yeah, I I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. There's a there, there's a bunch of them that I like, but um, but they're fucking dipshits. And like I might like kind of like their music, but I think that they fucking suck as people. Um, yeah, you know, it's that's kind of how fucking like Ian Gallagher and fucking Morrissey go too. It's like whatever. And this is that whole like, you know, art versus artist bullshit. But like, you know, like yeah, I might I might fucking like hear a riff in passing and be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, but like still think you're a piece of shit. And um, I uh, have plenty of guilty listens. Fuck I yeah. still like from people who I know that are pieces of shit. And I know that they're pieces of shit the entire time I'm listening to it, but sometimes I just want to hear these things. And then I put them on and then I follow them away again for another time. <laughs> I, you know? I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that like extreme music comes from extreme personalities mm-hmm. and like extreme personalities are like very often like not fucking cool. Um, at the same, so like, yeah, you know, like if you encounter some shit on fucking, I don't know, somewhere like that's something that's for you to fucking wrestle with. I'm just fucking very careful to not give, uh, not give fucking, uh, you know, certain labels and certain fucking acts, uh, any kind of money. You know, um, yeah. Well, I mean, usually when I find out some shit about someone, I'm not like out there following their career anymore. I just exactly. might, you know, have some sort of emotional attachment to something they put out years ago that I yeah totally hear. You know, yeah, definitely. So. Complicated nature. Yeah, but I don't. I don't drag anyone. Like, I don't think that we should be giving each other shit for whether we do or don't listen to bands after they come out with some insane shit or musicians, you know? 
Yeah, totally. It's up to you. You don't hurt anybody by listening. It's all right. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, conversely, I mean, you can learn, you can still learn a lot from these people that, you know, uh, have these positions that you don't agree with, you know, I mean, musically, you can learn a lot. Artistically, you can learn a lot too, you know, and I mean, we all know that, but um, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. You get fucking people who get like up in arms for like getting for, for people being mad that they're like, wor- that like someone's wearing a Bersom shirt. You know, I remember fucking, we were on tour with Deaf Heaven and some fucking dude was, we were at the Mohawk in, uh, in Austin. It was all coming back to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, where it all happens. Um, anyway, so this kid was asked by security to fucking turn his Bersom shirt inside out or to or to leave mm-hmm. and he refused to turn his fucking shirt inside out and fucking left you know and it, like at the end of the show he's like sitting outside fucking frowning in his fucking st- stupid fucking burzum shirt and you know like whatever like if you're gonna fucking listen to that shit like fine that's your business but like if you're gonna fucking advertise for that shit like you deserve what's coming to you man like okay yeah so here's the thing is like Burzum to me is the black metal equivalent of a fucking screwdriver t-shirt. There's no disagreeing on what that is. Exactly. Yeah. But if it's like, if they're wearing like, like revenge, like revenge is a band I love that apparently is questionable. Okay. Yes. And that's like a little bit more of a gray area. So, you know, no one's going to get kicked out of a fucking show for that, but a Burzum t-shirt, fucking screwdriver t-shirt. Come on, man. You shouldn't have worn that. Yeah, totally. Wear that shit when you're like, not going to a place like this where you could get shit. It's just fuck. You knew this was going to happen to you. You should have just stayed out. You should have come, you know, stupid shit like that. Like he had to have known he's been to this venue before. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't have told anyone to ever leave for wearing a Burzum shirt. Really? Because it's like, you see it enough. I mean, I don't know if I would now. I would definitely be like, nice fucking shirt, stupid. 12 bucks. Honestly, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I would just say something like that at least. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but I just, <laughs> yeah. You can't be surprised when you face opposition yeah. from that stuff. Let's be real. Like, in metal, you walk into a room and you got like your band shirt on or whatever. And if you got the wrong band shirt on, people are like, that guy's fucking corny, you know? Or something like yeah. that. But and so it's like wearing a Burzum shirt is like that amount of fucking magnifying, yeah. magnified by like a hundred. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and God, like, you know, it, it, like it used to be like, you know, fucking like 10 to 20 years ago, like pretty ubiquitous. And I uh, like, it's a good thing that it's fucking not anymore. Like, it's a good thing that like, if you're going to fucking like act the fool and put something out there that is like so blatantly button pushing that fucking somebody is going out there is going to tell you and possibly fucking tell you with their fist that like, look, man, you're fucking pushing my buttons. Like, well, you shouldn't fucking be surprised from that shit either. Exactly. And I was going to say something about that, but I just kept it inside. It's like, yeah, it leaves. It goes past the fucking show. You're just putting a target on yourself wearing that shit, especially if you don't agree with the ideals. It's one thing 
if you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking racist. I love Burzum. I wear this shit. I lift weights every day. I'm going to fuck you up. That's one thing. But if you're just like a regular ass person and you're just wearing a Burzum shirt because you don't care about politics and then you encounter shit outside, it's like, man, was it worth it? Is Burzum really worth it to you like this? <laughs> man, I got to say, I don't know. I, I got to say, I guilty watched some of his, his uh, YouTube videos about his about his what is it Thulean theology or whatever the hell it is and I'm like this is literally the stupidest rantings of a madman of all time I don't even know why I watch it I hate watch it sometimes you know? I am it's just like, watching this shit and I'm like any fucking idiot could put on fatigues going to the country <laughs> and just tell you about what's real get the fuck out of my face <laughs> you know like yeah totally <laughs> Like a very like real common thread between like all of these people like across the fucking board. Um, they're fucking dorks, man. Like, <laughs> why, like, like why, why would you fucking look at like, have you ever listened to like this dipshit talk? That's who you're fucking like looking up to. That's who the like, like that, that that's who, who the fucking like high benchmark you got that dude and fucking like Henrik Mobis from absurd. Like these guys are fucking Bad dorks. Dude is, uh, he looks like the biggest yeah. fucking nerd of all time. Like king of the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I'm not trying to fucking hang out with fucking nerds. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I love a nerd, but as long as you're not a racist ass nerd, it's one thing to be one thing to be a nerd, but then you're just like, oh, well, I'm part of the fucking superior race. Like, Get the fuck out of here, you Jesus Christ! You fucking fucking losers. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I feel bad that we even wasted two minutes talking about this. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, so while we're talking about shows and fucking uh, live music and uh, stepping away from fucking racist dorks, um, what's going on? Uh, any booking agent? Uh, well, actually, let me, let me clarify this one thing for the listeners. Ethan's in a really interesting position because like, Ethan's got his bands, but he also books other bands as well. So he's in a very interesting position to kind of discuss like the current shitty state we're in musically, live musically, whatever. I am in the mix. So, you know, some agents are booking shows and getting holds and are prepared to move these shows and holds until the end of time. Other agents are demoralized and aren't doing shit because they have done that long enough and had an entire year plus is worth of shit canceled. So they're just not really touching it. Um, it depends on the size of the band you rep too, I think is a big part of it. But generally in like the underground metal DIY weird music scene, just kind of a lot of people moving holds, a lot of people not doing anything and waiting. And that's it. I've even talked to some venue guys who are just like, yeah, I'm giving out fake holds because no one knows. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so it's just, yeah, I mean, fucking dismal out there, man. Like people are demoralized. A lot of people have lost everything. It's really yeah. unfortunate. You know, me, I've done a little bit of work for my bands here and there. Um, but I work with a lot of bands in the 
500 cap venue mm-hmm. in less range. So it's, uh, it's hard down there. You've had a lot of clubs close. Mm-hmm. A lot of promoters have just hung this yeah. shit up, you know, cause it's not happening right now. So it's just kind of a, of a sad landscape yeah. out there. Yeah. Not to, you know, but I'm, I'm keeping the, keeping the dream alive, still talking to my bands and still trying to do stuff and still working with festivals that are postponing and, and here and there, you know, but it's just really, I think we're not, I don't think that we're going to, I personally do not believe that we will see live music come back in any way that we are used to until 2022. And because America is fucking up, we probably won't see it till summer or fall. And people are going to say I'm a crazy man, but people said I was fucking crazy when I said we weren't going to have anything last year at all. You know, it's funny because, you know, right before I got on this um, call, um, I, I, I had CNN on and they were talking about, uh, the SBA, like, uh, Small Business Association um, administration. I can't remember the A, whatever the A means. Um, And then they started talking specifically about the bill in December that targeted um, shuttered venues and about the fact that we are in March now and they've been taking applications and they haven't responded to any of the applications. So we're about two months in Two months worth of um, valuable time. I mean, two months, two out of, you know, a year. We're a full year out now with no income for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these venues who, who are, you know, they work just like the restaurant industry, razor thin margins, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, they were talking about there's no indication on when, some of these, uh, some of this money's going to go out. It's already been earmarked and all this kind of stuff. And in the meantime, everything is shutting. Everything's closing, you know? And they're just all fucking nonchalant about it. Like, oh, well, we don't know. I'm like, okay, well, you know, in the meantime, you got people fucking losing everything. You need, we need yeah. to get it going. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It's utterly insane. And then, then that has a triple down effect for, for, for all you guys, you know, like, like, yeah, Ethan, you as an agent, you as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, give twofold. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally insane to think about where we are, where we're going with it. And, um, I don't know how we can, how we can straighten it out. I mean, I think that we, uh, now, now we're going to get into the crazy hour. Okay. I think that we can't fucking rely on the government. They have not, they're not going to do it for us. They're not going to do shit. I think that the people need to just like, I mean, I know not everyone wants to do it. I think we got to keep masks on and everyone has to get vaccinated. It's willing to do it. So we get to a point where it's just like, okay, now we can kind of start to live it. And we're worrying about coronavirus. Like we are about the cold or the flu when you go out to a fucking show. Like, but it's like if we don't do that and states keep opening up and people keep being pieces of shit, we're never going to get it back. It's never going to fucking happen. And, and you know, me, I'm, I'm not big on, I don't fucking trust shit, but I'm like going to get this vaccine and like do my part because I don't want to do what we're doing right now forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I, and I, I think that that's, it's like, I've had to talk to a lot of my family who've been afraid to get it. 
And I'll just kind of explain to him, like, look, shit is going to be fucking bad forever if more people don't get it. So, yeah. Um, you know, that said, uh, before we got on the phone earlier, uh, you were saying that you're, you're headed, you're headed out to get to the, get your uh, first vaccine here momentarily. So we don't want to keep you too long, you know? Um, but I guess, um, you know, you said you were working on some of this stuff with the permanent ban and, and, um, the vermin womb stuff, but as far as permanent ban, like, I know you just put the stuff out, you put the record out. Um, and uh, tail end of last year, it last August. Yeah. Um, but I would I would imagine that's um older shit, maybe even pre coronavirus shit. I would imagine, right? Um, it's uh, yeah, it's all pre coronavirus shit. But it was recorded the week of March tenth when it was all hitting the fan. Yeah, yeah. And so some of the lyrics were written then. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. But the music was all, you know, pretty much it was put together before we got into the studio that week. Like mm-hmm. we had it together, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've been writing stuff now pretty much since I'd say like since June or July, because we weren't getting together, you know, in between then. And so we've just kind of been writing songs since then. Cool. Cool. Do you have a do you have a new record? Well, you've got the collab coming out. There's new Vermin Womb stuff that you're talking about, and you've been Busy with many blessings stuff. Uh, what's your release schedule kind of like across the board for all of your stuff looking um, like? I don't know yet. Uh, you know, the Primitive Man is doing some commission music for Roadburn. So that stuff will be out in April. Um, and we're going to work towards a physical release for that. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when that'll happen. Um, I'm recording some the many blessing stuff in April, the vermin womb stuff uh, in August. You know, so it's just hard to say right now. How many times have you played Roadburn? I've played Roadburn one time. Okay, uh, we were supposed to and play last play year. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Primitive Man played, I think, in two thousand fifteen. We totally fucking <laughs> botched our set too, so I was really ready to get back and not suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, makes you know. There's so so many things like that too. Like, fuck, you know, like an institution. Like, I mean, I mean, I need all this shit. I need all this shit yeah. back. You know, people. I've seen some takes about people think it's ridiculous. Musicians are so depressed. There's more important things. I'm like, not to me, motherfucker. Yeah. This is everything. Yeah. yeah, I need it back. I can't. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I need it back. Like I'll take some time off and and get through it, but I need the shit back. So do venue owners and everybody involved yeah. in this ecosystem. One hundred percent, totally. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I do not miss human interaction at all, but I miss going to and playing shows. I mm-hmm. I, I I miss if I could just play a show, fucking go to a show and not have to talk to anybody. I would be so fucking thrilled, you know. Um, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll get there and set up and do everything. And then I'm just like smoking pot for like two or three hours in the van or by the van or out back until it's time to play. And I'm seeing the select people I want to see mm-hmm. and playing and doing our thing. And that's it. You know, I'm not like a big crowds person. I'm like pretty private for yeah. the most part. I like stick with my friends, but I still love to perform and express these emotions night after night. I mean, there's a lot. There's, yeah, I've been going fucking crazy not being able to do that. You know, I was on tour sometimes like 180 days a year. And so it's like being here at home, 
you know, I don't have any outlet for this shit in that way. Yeah, totally. I haven't screamed a single thing in over a year. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I, it's the same thing for me in a in different way. Like, you know, living in New York City, I'm lucky enough to be able to go to like five, six shows a week if I want, you know? And that was the center of my social life, you know? Um, me too. That's where I saw all my friends, all my peoples at these shows. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. And it's just like, you know, like, I don't know. We've got, you know, obviously you have your friends that, you see outside of that, you know, like me and Berdan. Berdan actually lives across the street from me. Um, but like, you know, like me and Berdan are, you know, like we're friends and like we'll hang out or whatever. Um, maybe not as much lately, but that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, but I ain't know. trying to see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, there's that after that, if you peel out that first layer, man, holy shit. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I've only seen the people I play with in the interest of being able to keep creating. So that's why I've, I've kept it really limited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for real talk, I would fucking play a show in Indiana right now. You know, it's <laughs> like that. It's like that kind of rugged. Yeah. Um, you know, fucking like set me up anywhere um just uh yeah yeah don't give up don't give up it's coming back we can't we can't believe that this shit isn't going to come back it's going to come back oh it's coming it's coming back it it will it will Uh, i mean yeah you know i i i believe i believe what you're saying where um you know it's going to take vaccinations and wearing masks uh, in order for this thing to fucking end at any point. But I think that and I think that might take a while, but that eventually it will happen. You know, I mean, um, they got 20% of the stuff of the U S vaccinated now. So if people are going to get it and not play games and all this shit, then we should be okay. Yeah, man. And on the thing of it is, is some people won't, you know, they'll never do it. But then it's like, your ass is grass if you catch it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you want to play that game? Mm. Hell no. Man, I got asthma. I'm fucking scared. So. Yeah. I get it. Well, listen, you know, I hate to, I hate to do this with you, but I kind of got to go. So no, I, we do. No, we you totally appreciate it. We're so awesome to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, Good luck out there, man. You know, thank you, man. It's great to talk to you guys. I appreciate it. Hit me up anytime. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you All so right, much man. for doing Be this. Be good. Be easy. Hey. Take All care. Right. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts Apple, Google, Spotify, Sticker, Amazon to get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.